Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. God calls us to be different. He calls us not to conform to the world, not to bend our lives to the world's standards, but to raise our lives to God's standard. He's called us to pursue holiness, sanctification. That's God's will. What's God's will for your life? That you would be a holy person. Uh, Marriage is often a refining process where our lives become refined and we become more and more Christ-like, more and more like the Lord. Today's message centers on the seventh commandment, do not commit adultery. Pastor Ed takes a moment while discussing this topic to wonder with us what God's intention was for giving us this and the other nine commandments and provides this answer. God calls us to be holy. Marriage is one avenue that provides a chance to grow up both spiritually and emotionally. By working at a marriage, no matter how difficult it can be at times, we're becoming more and more Christ-like, more and more sanctified. Well, let's join Pastor Ed in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 14, for part one of his message entitled, The Seventh Commandment. We're continuing our series on the Ten Commandments. These are God's law to bring order to our lives. And the Ten Commandments are not ten suggestions, but they are literally commandments. Thou shalt. Thou shalt. Our culture has done its best to dismantle the Ten Commandments. If you see a fence, you don't pull it down unless you know what that fence is for. If you see a wall, you don't pull it down unless you know why that wall is there. And in our culture, strategically, systematically, the culture, the society has been pulling down the boundaries, the fences that God has set up in society for our safety, for our well-being. And that's what these Ten Commandments are. I'd like you to turn to the book of Exodus. We're going to read the Seventh Commandment. Exodus 20, verse 14. Simple, but necessary. Simple, but all-important to the very fabric of the family. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not commit adultery. God's word to us, to our culture, even secular people recognize the importance of order in society. When you begin pulling down those fences, breaking those walls, you do it to the detriment of society and to the detriment of your own life. Freud wrote, we believe that civilization has been built up by sacrifice and gratification of the primitive impulses and that it is to so great an extent forever being recreated as each individual repeats the sacrifice of his instinctive pleasure for the common good. What Freud was saying was, you don't give vent to your feelings and just run after them. They ought not control, dominate, and direct your life. 
the historian J.D. Unwine studied 88 different cultures, different civilizations, and he discerned the following pattern. He said, every civilization is established and consolidated by observing a strict moral code, is maintained while the strict code is kept, and decays when sexual license is allowed. Any human society is free to choose either to display great energy or to enjoy sexual freedom. The evidence is that it cannot do both for more than one generation. Jesus said of his generation, it was an adulterous generation. And surely the same can be said of this generation, our times. You know, I was looking and doing some research for the sermon and I came across in a couple of places an article about a personal website. This personal website facilitates extramarital affairs. It was started in 2008. In June of 2008, 679,000 people used it and became involved in extramarital affairs. And just two years later, it has a membership of four million people. You could be anonymous. You could connect with someone else. And you could just cover up all the tracks. The CEO believed that we were not made for monogamous relationships. There's a greeting card business that has just tried to find the new niche that's come out in our culture. It's a niche for mistresses. It was started by Kathy Gallagher. And she said, the unfaithful need to be able to express their emotions. Now, you won't find it in the card store under adultery or infidelity. Uh, but... These are some of the sayings in the card that are the cards, the line of cards that they're selling. It says, I used to look forward to the weekends, but since we've met, they seem like an eternity. And for those on special holiday occasions, she said, as we each celebrate with our families, I'll be thinking of you. It's interesting that that website that facilitates extramarital affairs is most visited by men after Father's Day when they feel least appreciated. And it's most visited by women after Valentine's Day when they feel least loved. We live in a culture of adultery where the culture is encouraging us to pull down the barriers, to break down the walls that God has set up. But this text calls us to live holy, godly lives. Thou shalt not commit adultery. What are the causes of adultery? I have a huge volume at home and it has, I guess, maybe 500 pages or so in there. And it talks about adultery. And it has all sorts of reasons why people will break their wedding vows and stray from their marriage covenant. 
But I've chosen just a few basic reasons why people commit adultery. First, unmet needs and expectations. The Bible's real clear about this. Unmet needs and unmet expectations. Paul the Apostle wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, The husband should not deprive his wife of sexual intimacy, which is her right as a married woman, nor should the wife deprive her husband. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband also gives authority over his body to his wife. So do not deprive each other of sexual relations. The only exception to this rule would be the agreement of both husband and wife to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so they can give themselves more completely to prayer. Afterwards, they should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt them because of their lack of self-control. In the marital covenant, in the marital covenant of marriage, is the understanding, the right, that husband and wife will mutually meet each other's needs. And one of the basic needs that men and women have is for sexual intimacy. That's a part of the biblical covenant. Now, Paul the Apostle says, if you don't give yourself freely to your spouse, you're depriving them. You're disobeying Scripture. You're violating God's Word. It's biblical. And if there's a problem, a difficulty in this area, talk it through. Seek counseling. Work on the issues. Sometimes because of buried anger or resentment or neglect. People neglect meeting each other's needs in marriage. Notice that the Bible says you're only to abstain from sexual intimacy for a short period of time. Lest Satan tempt you. You are pushing your spouse into the face of temptation when you don't meet their needs sexually. You're sending them out into a world that is bombarded with sexual temptation and you're saying, go ahead. Go ahead, be tempted. You're putting them in harm's way. I can still remember how broken this brother was. He came into my office and he was crying and weeping. Not in our state, it was another state. And this man said to me, I've lost everything. My wife left me. She took our girls. And all I could think of was, why didn't you listen? Why didn't you listen? You can't turn back the clock now. See, a year earlier, his wife spoke to me. She said, my husband is not responding to me. He's not intimate with me. She was a beautiful woman, attractive, loved the Lord, and he was a Christian as well, but he was consumed with his work, and he was angry with her, especially in the way she was disciplining the children. There was conflict there. So he shut down and he pulled away from his wife. Looking to fill the pain and emptiness in her heart, she went onto the internet 
and began communicating with others. And then soon began attending clubs. And then became involved in an extramarital affair that eventually destroyed their marriage and buried the relationship. You cannot disobey God's word without it having an impact on your marriage, on your family. And God wisely tells us that we are to meet one another's needs within the boundaries of marriage. Sex is beautiful. It's God's idea. It's wholesome. It's God's idea within the boundaries only of marriage. Adultery is a relationship that someone comes into that covenant marriage and that person is involved with that person, whether that person be a single person, whether that person be another married person, you're breaking into that boundary that God has set up in the covenant of marriage. Adultery is sin. Not only unmet needs and expectations, but unresolved conflicts. In Ephesians 4.26 it says this, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're angry. Marriage, often people who are very different from one another are attracted to one another. Opposites do attract. And marriage is a wonderful place to grow up. If you don't grow in your marriage, you'll grow out of your marriage. And what happens in marriage is you have to die to self sacrifice, put the other person first. I like the quote, marriage is our last best chance to grow up. And some people just refuse to grow up. They refuse to become mature. Harden their hearts, stiffen their necks, churn and live a self fulfilling, self-satisfied, self-centered life. Never giving, never growing up, never maturing. Someone said, marriage is educational. There's no surer way of learning about your faults. woman came in to see a marriage counselor, and she was sort of complaining about the situation that she was in. And she said, you know, when I first met my husband, I thought he was ideal. And then we married, and I found out he was an ordeal. And now I want a new deal. <laughs> well, marriage is a place that you learn to grow, and you learn to mature. It takes two people working hard to have a good marriage. It only takes one to destroy it. Dealing with the conflicts that are a part of life are so important. Unresolved conflict. Don't bury your anger. It will resurrect in broken relationships. Undisciplined life. An undisciplined life. 11 million people Every single week, visit adult websites on the internet to view pornography. Paul the Apostle said in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3-5, It is God's will 
that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. God calls us to be different. He calls us not to conform to the world, not to bend our lives to the world's standards, but to raise our lives to God's standard. He's called us to pursue holiness, sanctification. That's God's will. What's God's will for your life? That you would be a holy person. Uh, Marriage is often a refining process where our lives become refined and we become more and more Christ-like, more and more like the Lord. What happens is when a person lets the passion, passionate lust control them, They're in for a danger. They're in for an accident. And and we have seen politicians from Washington to North Carolina to New York fall from grace and create such havoc in their personal lives as well in the political world. We have watched celebrities and sports figures and preachers and Christian leaders fall to adultery. There is a strong sex drive in both men and women. And unless we submit that to God, and unless we yield ourselves to God, it could run amok and cause great disaster in a person's life. You must live a disciplined life. If you live an undisciplined life, if you don't turn off the television, if you don't watch what you talk about and what you read and who you associate with. It can be destructive to your spiritual life. There are consequences. Our culture uses sex to sell soap and cars and everything. It's constantly trying to inflame our passions. C.S. Lewis said, There are people who want to keep our sex instinct inflamed in order to make money out of it because a man with an obsession is a man who has very little sales resistance. People stand at the foot of an altar and make vows and commitments and then they break those vows because passionate lust dominates, controls, and directs them. And they have broken wedding vows and broken rings and broken lives because of an undisciplined life. So there are unmet needs. Meet your spouse's needs. Unrealized expectations. An undisciplined life. Unresolved conflict. All of those things contribute to the broken marriages that adultery has created. Look at the cost of adultery. The cost of adultery. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 it says, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to the one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. God tells us to honor marriage. It's a gift from him. It's a gift to us. To treat it with respect. His word says be faithful to one another. 
When you stray from the path of faithfulness to the path of infidelity, to adultery, there are things that happen in your life. There's blindness and brokenness and bondage. Look at the path that leads to spiritual blindness. In Proverbs 6.32 it says, But a man who commits adultery lacks judgment. Lacks judgment. What happens is sin clouds our thinking, distorts our perception. Suddenly, we can't reason properly. And sin has a way of rationalizing its behavior. person tries to live under the cloak of darkness as they try to hide their actions and their deeds from spouses and friends and people that they know. And as they hide in that darkness, they no longer can see the light. They no longer can see the right. They're blinded. The blindness is evident because they can't even recognize that they're doing wrong. No, no, God's rule book doesn't apply to me. I'm the exception. Listen to the words of Proverbs 30, 20. This is the way of an adulteress. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I've done nothing wrong. Our institutions have bought into that line. Our media has bought into that line. Our culture is trying to sell that line. I've done nothing wrong. It's the blindness of sin. Think about how people are so blinded. They, they try to cover their tracks. They try and cover their steps. They don't want the accusing conviction of the Spirit speaking to them. And so they make their excuses. I'm just meeting my needs. If only my spouse were more sensitive to my needs, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. If my spouse were different, he or she, well, they're my soulmate. I found my soulmate. Oh, they really understand me. You know, I love my wife and my children, so I don't want to get a divorce. So it's better that I have an affair for the sake of my family. As people deceive others, they begin to deceive themselves. And the worst type of deception is self-deception. Blindness that fills a man's heart and mind, so much so that they push off the responsibility of their actions on others around them. It's my spouse's fault. It's other people's fault. Never taking the responsibility for what they've done. And for a, a short moment, a short season, the pleasure of sin is there, but it will vanish, it will disappear, it will be gone. There's the spiritual blindness. There's the path of brokenness. Listen again to Proverbs. But a man who commits adultery lacks judgment. Whoever does so destroys himself. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Voice of Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. 
There's more to come from Pastor Ed's in-depth study of the Ten Commandments. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and select today's date from the Voice of Faith media planner. Again, that's voiceoffaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to voiceoffaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Ten Commandments right here on Voice of Faith.